0: Welcome back to The Cheer Athlete. Today, we're gonna to talk about the things, the top 25 things that I uh, that caught my attention at the last cheerleading competition I went to. The debate on whether cheerleading qualifies as a sport is ongoing. There is no doubt, however, that cheerleaders are athletes. In The Cheer Athlete Podcast, we'll dive into all things that may affect cheerle- athletes who cheer. If you're interested in the sport of cheer, then this is a podcast for you. We'll talk with industry leaders and cheer enthusiasts who keep the sport of cheerleading progressing. I'm your host Laura Turner, aka the Cheer PG, and I look forward to helping keep your ha- your athletes healthy and safe and on the mat, ready to progress and hit zero at all times. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Cheer Athlete. Today we're going to talk about the things, the top twenty-five things that I uh, that caught my attention at the last cheerleading competition I went to. Uh, Yes, this is late in coming out this week and I apologize for that because uh, it it happened because I had a workshop that I put on on Wednesday for strength and flexibility for cheerleaders and it definitely got the best of me. Um, I I try to do everything all the time and I just can't sometimes do it all and get it all done when I'm supposed to. Let that be a lesson. Try to limit what you are committing to and make sure you, you schedule yourself in when you need to do a podcast or you need to do a workout. Schedule it in so that you can get everything done. Uh, you know, I it, we are all fallible. We we can only handle so much in our days. And it's important to keep that structure and and write it all down. And sometimes things will get away from you. And you just got to step back up and get it done. So that's what today is. Uh, last Sunday, I had the uh, absolute privilege of going to league competition in Central Mass. And um, it's a, it's the league that I used to coach in. And uh, I loved seeing all the old teams. There's quite a few coaches that are still coaching um, and uh, doing a phenomenal job. Their teams are perennial powerhouses in central mass. And it's amazing to me to see how that grows and and continues to uh, evolve through the years. They're doing so many more transitions and different uh, combinations of stunts and pyramids and the tumbling. Oh my goodness. Some of the tumbling I saw, you know, uh, shout out to that Murdoch cheerleader uh, who just crushed his tumble pass. I thought that was the best pass of the day probably the best i've seen in a long time on any all-star too um so kudos to him um all right so some of these are what i loved some of these are suggestions for improvement they i think they're they're good uh life tips on some uh for you know just general life tips and um others you know uh, maybe things to work on and things to improve um and it really came across in you know the majority of teams that I saw, you know, in, in different ways. Um, so take these with a grain of salt. This is my opinion, and it's not a criticism of any, by any means. And I'm not calling out any teams, um, other than the Murdochulator who crushed it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a, it's my perception of the, the competition and I hadn't been to one in a long time. So, um, a lot came back to me, um, and a lot, it, the, the feeling and the excitement of being there and just like that pit in your stomach of, oh, are we going to keep going on or is this the end of our season? And that's such a, it's so, it's it's an exhilarating and a, a soul crushing moment all at the same time. Um, and I totally respect that. I'm going to be reading from my phone a little bit because it's hard to remember 25 bullet points. <laughs> um, but let's see how we go. Uh, number one flyers you need to pull your legs together what does that mean pull your feet together pull your knees together when you're loading in a stunt when you're tumbling when you're up on your stunt get that resistance feel those inner thighs squeezing like you've got a ball between them and and use your muscles to help pull those legs together it's going to make your stunts so much more solid when it doesn't happen the bases go out you are all over the place and if you're tumbling it's you know it's flailing you can pull your legs together much more solid. Number 2 for your tumblers, set your tumbling. Some a lot of tumbling passes were very low this weekend um and as a coach I would have encouraged my cheerleader to regress a little bit. You know, if you're if you're trying that back tuck and you're you're almost there but you're not quite there and especially in a in a in a competition setting, Bring back down to a handspring. It's better off for you to land your skill than to not be able to set high enough and land your advanced skill. Whether it's a tuck or, or a full or a layout, you know, you've got to set. You've got to use power. How do you get there? You improve your, your strength and your power. Um, I saw a lot of braces, patella straps, and uh, was one of them. And uh, that um, they, they are good. I think they can help. Um, if they give you comfort, they're going to help with patellofemoral syndrome, which is a common uh, dysfunction in cheerleaders. It's an overuse injury. Um, It's typically because maybe the muscles on the outside of the hip, the the IT band, which is that tight band on the outside of your hip, um, it actually can be weak because of your hip abductors, your tensor fasciolata, your glute medius, your glute minimus, your glute maximus. Those can all be weak and contributing to some that that IT band is going to pull and tighten and create a different pull on the kneecap so that your maybe your quads and your VMO aren't firing the way they need to. So the patella strap can help decrease that pain. But I'm going to encourage you make sure that you're getting some some therapy, you're doing the right work that you know whether whether you need to actually stretch that IT band or you need to let that go, stop rolling it and start strengthening your glutes and start Focusing in on where your where your quad strength is, building that strength to help balance those two, so that you're not overusing. It's okay to wear the stuff, you know, straps, probably the least restrictive um, device that you can wear in a competition or in practice. But they're still they're 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 a band aid. So do the work and wear them as you need to, with a goal of getting at them. We'll, we'll make that flow into my point. This was uh, point twenty-one, but I'm going to move that up. Um, the there was a lot of ankle braces and knee braces. So um, it's important if you're if you have some ankles instability and some knee instability, you know, wearing the braces in a competition setting uh, can be very helpful in in providing that stability. Same goes with the patella straps. You need to correct your motion and your and your stability. In a ligament sprain or strain, you know, sometimes those ligaments are not quite as stable as they need to be. Um, maybe they're and they may be tight and over firing, ca- causing pain. The braces will limit your motion and your strength in your plantar flexion, in your rotation, all of which needs to happen when you run, when you tumble, when you jump. Um, but again, in an acute situation and one that you're recovering from, it's it's likely necessary. So wear them and also work your way to get stronger without them. When I see something, uh, when an ankle ankle brace and a knee brace on the same side, I automatically am gonna think, okay, what's going on at the hip and the core? Because if one area is not working right, the area above it is going to compensate um, and some, or vice versa. So if the hip is weak, it's gonna contribute to knee pain and ankle pain. Um, conversely, if the hip is tight, it might contribute contribute to the knee overworking and the ankle c- getting tight also. So, and which would lead to sprains. So I look at, you know, are there multiple uh devices on a person and what exactly is going there? This is what I do. <laughs> I pick people apart, and I, every time somebody comes in to see me in the office, I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna pick you apart. It doesn't mean that something is catastrophically wrong it just means okay let's look at this and see can we either correct it or can we find out what's contributing to it to help make that be better uh number four what was exciting was seeing the smiles after a team comp- competed and finished their routine and the hugs that each teammate gave each other and they they were just loving that they they hit the best that they knew they could Sometimes it was an individual cheerleader. Sometimes it was an entire team. It's so cool. That's like, I think that's one of the best things uh, about being in a cheer competition is watching the smiles and watching the joy that like, yes, all my hard work, I just paid off and I did it. I think that's so cool. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, Even little flyers need to be tight. There's a lot of tiny little, little flyers out there. And it, I know that it's, it's easier. I say that in air quotes. If you're listening to this, uh, it's easier to lift a light, a little flyer. Yet, if a little flyer isn't holding herself up and isn't tight, pulling those legs together, like we already talked about, squeezing those muscles and pulling them up tight, and 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 building that strength to be able to hold up, they're just gonna flop all over the place. Because it's actually harder to hold something that's that's wiggly and floppy than it is to hold something that's. That's like a board. Um, so little flyers, you also need to be tight. You need to learn how to control your body. It's it's not just up to the bases to lift you because you're little. You have to do the work, and you have to help. It's called a group stunt or a partner stunt for a reason. Um, When you're coming out of your dismounts, this is something that I've been uh, super picky about for my entire coaching career. Um, I don't like seeing dismounts come down that are sloppy. You got to land your cradle and place it out or land your pop down and get solid there. Finish your dismount. Make them clean. That will make your entire stunt routine look that much better. When you come out and you just kind of throw your because you're rushing to get to the next space and you throw your flyer or you you dump out of the, the stunt and you just run, it's really, really sloppy. So make their account to be able to clean that dismount and be solid. It will make your transitions that much cleaner and uh, the whole routine will look and flow better. Sportsmanship. Uh, So many teams. This was this was really cool. uh, And I love seeing it. You know, I hear sometimes in some of the, the cheer mom groups that there are people that that are coming off the floor and like just bad mouthing and dissing people as they're walking off the floor and that just needs to stop. Like every, every cheerleader that's listening to this, whether you're a current cheerleader, um, a parent of a cheerleader, a coach, if you've been near a cheer competition, you know how hard y'all work and, and how t- sometimes it doesn't come across on the floor. And so at this particular competition, I didn't see any of that. Uh, you know, I'm not in the, I wasn't in the groups. I wasn't, I'm not an individual. Nobody ever came off the floor and told me, wow, your team looked like crap. Um, and thank God, because that's just crushing to anybody because you work really hard to get there. What I did see at this competition was amazing sportsmanship. One team's music stopped, the entire uh, auditorium or entire gym started counting for them um you know as the girls were off the as the teams were walking off the mat other cheerleaders were you know saying good job well done you know you know nice tumbling like you hit your routine congratulations that's so cool i think sportsmanship is is very important in the world of cheerleading because we need to support each other we're holding each other up on the mat we need to encourage and support each other off the mat and we all know how hard we work so keep that sportsmanship up somebody you don't know what somebody else is going through so give them that round of you know just telling them good job might help to like if, even if they didn't hit the routine it may help to build them up so that they are ready to go and and continue moving forward and and stay doing what they love Um, number eight, don't rush your routines. Yes, it's hard to uh, focus sometimes and you, you're thinking about the next moment. This is one reason I try to encourage us to get in tune with our body, focus on where we're at today. I struggle with it too. not think about the future, but only focus on where you're at right now. But that's really important in a cheer routine. You need to focus on, on where you're at right now, not rush to get to the next spot. Even if you're late, try not to be late. Maybe we need to, as coaches maybe we or choreographers, we need to slow that down a little bit so that people have the time to get there, take out one element so that you can cleanly get to your next. When you rush, you miss your setup. You try to catch up in, in the stunting. Maybe you rush your tumbling, and you don't set right, and it just sets you up for more error. Um, so keep it clean. Don't rush. Keep it controlled. Stay on count, and hear that in your head. That's going to actually bring me to uh, we're going to count at number nine, which I had written down later. But when you're practicing, practice with noise. Get a crowd. You know, get your friends to come in before you go to competition and practice with loudness, with like with distraction. Have music playing in the background. Have your fans yelling and, you know, just talking. Just they don't have to yell. Just talk. There was so much noise in, in this auditorium, in this arena, this gym. Um, and yet yeah, you could hear the music but that you know once the crowd gets going like you you're dancing and the, and other chillers are clapping with you they're trying to help you and that's a that's good but it can be distracting too if they're not on the right count with your music it's going to throw you off so practice with some noise put yourself in the situation that you're going to be in so that it's easier when you get there to actually do what you need to do and and um, and focus on that moment. Practicing, you know, we always say you need to practice like you're doing it for real. Um, That's why we practice full out because when you put yourself into that real situation, you have a better chance of performing correctly and efficiently and better and it hits. So practice with noise, that's number nine. Number 10 uh, is bent knees, a lot of bent knees. In heel stretches, the straight, the down leg was bent. In jumps, the bent knee, the knees were bent. Um, It's easy for me to say to you, don't bend your knees. And your coaches will say, keep your knees straight. The work comes off that floor. It takes work. It takes a long time. It's frustrating. But to gain flexibility and mobility so that you can keep your down leg straight while your other leg is flying up in a heel stretch or in a jump, you know, um, you have to do the work outside and, and it can't be rushed um, and you can't do it up in the air. You have to work it on the ground first and then build up into the air. How do you get there? Uh, stretch your hip flexor and stretch your calves. Uh, stretch. Work on strengthening your glutes like a single leg deadlift um, is a great exercise to help work on building that leg stability. And I love step-up exercises on a higher step so that you're really pushing through and learning how to control that motion to get a full extended knee while you go up into a stunt. I've never used those stunt flyer stands, but that's probably a great tool to be able to step up and hit. But really working, only lifting your down leg, your flying leg or your stretched leg as high as you can while you keep that down leg straight. It will come over time if you don't force it. When you force it, it's just going to go backwards. And your jumps, the same thing, you know, building that strength, building leg power, um, and working that explosive, uh, we call it triple extension, where your your toes point, your knees extend, they straighten, and your hips extend at the same time. All of that will help work on getting those knees straight when you're jumping or when you're tumbling or when you're stunting. And I think this is number 11 what i love about high school cheerleading and no offense all star cheerleaders you guys are amazing but what i love one thing i love about high school cheerleading is the clean hair and the makeup it's a it's a uh, maybe it's stereotypical you know like stereotypical barbie we have this clean put together look but it's 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 clean it, it looks athletic we are trying to be athletes so have your hair out of your face in a, in a ponytail. That's clean. That's, that smooth. Um, it, you know, curl, I think curls are okay. I'm not saying curls versus straight hair, but like having the hair clean and put together that it's, that's back off your face. Uh, there's not a lot of sparkle on your faces. Uh, and the makeup is, it was, um, was on point, you know, when it's not clubbing makeup, it's makeup for playing a sport, and that's what I think is important. I love to see is because we want to show our athleticism more than our sparkle. People look at us for our for the show of cheerleading, but we're trying to be athletes, and we're trying to make people recognize the sport that we are. And to do this, we have to we have to look the part. I know that that's a pain in the ass, and I'm sorry for my language. But we we have to look the part. We have to, we have to be athletes. If we we have to look like athletes, we have to train like athletes, we have to wear the clothes that athletes wear if we're going to be seen as athletes. And that's, in my opinion, that's just the way that it is. Um number 12. If you're uh if you're in the back of a routine, if you're not in the stunt and you're kind of an extra because of where, you know, whatever falls, because it happens. If you're in, in the back and you don't have a part, stand clean. We can still see you. If you're sitting there and kind of just fidgeting and moving, the judges can see you. The people that are on the sides can see you. And it just det- det- detracts, distracts, detracts, takes away from the actual stunt and the, and the routine. So stand clean. Bring your hands to your side, keep your thumbs in. Um, if your hands are supposed to be on your hips, whatever, just make it clean, stand solid and tight, and don't fidget. Um, while you're there, catch your breath because I'm sure you're coming up and having to do something hard in the next sequence. Um, number uh, number 11, I are, uh, I'm losing my count. The next one. Um, I already spoke about this, the Murdoch cheerleader. Um, I had an exclamation point next to it because wow, that tumble pass I think was amazing. They had a co-ed team, um, and it's only one guy. So, and that, in when I was coaching, we had to have two guys to qualify as a co-ed team; otherwise, it was considered an all-girl team. Um, but his, he was fast on his tumbling. His height was amazing. It was not the spring floor. It was, you know, regular dead mat, um, and he was doing uh, step outs, fulls, um, and he did a toss hands to lib. I want to give you a shout out because you hit the lib. It didn't hit as high as you're going to want it to, um, and it didn't stay there for, you know, a solid three to five seconds. Um, it was a quick hit and come down, but you hit it, and you're making progress, and you're in high school, and that strength is amazing. My hope that you take away, not it's not just a specific team. Um, you know, as, as athletes, like, it, it takes a lot of hard work. You may not hit where you want to be and be full, uh, you know, extended at a younger age, but that's work in progress. As you progress through college or you progress through your all-stars, or you, you know as you're progressing through your team like it's a work in progress. This was a league competition. There's two more weeks to be able to get and so- and hit that stunt solid. Um, so that's that's what practice is. That's why you have to go back and work on your routine, and that's why you have to get in the gym and do the work. Um, but but uh, kudos for for your like for hitting solid. For the stunt came down, but it didn't come down messy. It just, it it was, it went up and it hit almost fully extended and then popped down. Um, And I applaud that for saving that and for actually working that and and working it in. That I think is an okay stunt to work in at a league level Um, because it's, it's, it's there. It's just going to get better. Um, So when you know that you have something that's there, but got to get better as opposed to like, it kind of hits sometimes, but not all the time. That's how you know you can put it on the competition floor or out in front of a, a, a game. Um, make your routines clean. You know, I, I, I'm not I, I am a big vision person. I can see I'm like, I want to see this, this and this in a routine. And I want to see all this stuff happening. And I want to be able to do this. I'm not a very good cleaner. Um, you know, I, you wouldn't be the, I wouldn't be the person that you come to if you want to clean a routine. I can, but I can tell you what is, does not look clean. And you know, when you're your thumbs aren't in, um, when you're coming down kind of wobbly and you're just rushing between those transitions, I think it's really important to make your routines clean. And it's also important to bring the wow. You know, if you, if you don't have the advanced level stunts and you don't have the, um, the tumbling or the baskets that other teams may have yet, then bring the wild someplace else, bring it in your voices, you know, get your voices nice and loud, be excited when you're talking, show your enthusiasm in your facial expressions, make it fun, make your eyes sparkle, make your routine the most exciting that you can, um, because that will carry over and it will, there'll be more thrill even with a prep level stunt. Um, so make them clean. That's more important. It's more important to be safe and it's more important to, to be clean and make those clean dismounts while also bringing the excitement in your transitions, in your dance, any of that stuff, make it clean and make it exciting. I did see a lot of creative falls. Now, maybe this is not a good thing for me to like be excited about, um, uh, there was one fall that came down that I was, I was like, uh oh, um, but the, they got up. they Everybody moved on and they were able to continue. Uh, one, if you're a, a, either a flyer or a base and you come down and you get the wind knocked out of you and you can't continue, pull yourself off the mat. It's better for you in your long run, your head, your heart, all of that stuff, your neck to make sure that you're safe. It's better for your your flyers if you make sure that you're safe. It sucks for your team. Yeah, you know, we will tell you, like, follow through, keep going, but you got to keep yourself safe. Beyond that, if stunts will come down um, and when they can come down cleanly, it's that much better. There was a lot of mishaps, um, stunt, you know, the foot missed the hands on the load in or what really was uh, the, the the creative falls that I want to compliment are... Um, there was a couple of tumbling passes that didn't quite hit, but the person that, that missed their handspring, like it just barely went, but they, they missed it, but they did a forward roll out right out of it. Like it was creative. Like I knew it wasn't supposed to happen and I'm sure the judges did too, but it was safe. It was clean. And it was, you know, she got right back up, shook it off and kept going. You know, you could see in her face, the frustration, but it was creative, and it was and and it was solid, and it didn't bring the rest of the routine down because of it. Things like that's going to happen. You get distracted. Um, you know, you you just something's just off a little bit, and sometimes it will happen. But when you can make be creative about it, it will make it less angsty. When you can see the the light in it, it will make it much better on the whole. So, uh, well done on those. <laughs> uh, the next one is a kid singing. I was standing by, there was a bunch of girls near me and or I think they were all girls. I don't know. A bunch of kids near me. Um, and they were just, you know, listening to tunes in between the routines and singing music with a DJ and kind of just jamming out. And I love hearing that. I love hearing the excitement and the enthusiasm. The, that's the fun of it, right? They're bonding as a team. They're like enjoying themselves in the moment. Um So when you're in, whether you're in the car belting out a Kelly Clarkson song or uh, a a Pink song, not Pink, Pink, um, uh, or Rihanna, whatever, whatever song it is, or if you're at a cheer competition doing it, like, keep going. Like, it brings joy. You might not realize it. Hopefully it's bringing joy to you at the moment, but it also brings joy to those of us who are watching because it's so super cool and it made me want to join in. Um. This one's the, for the parents, and this one's a call out for, to you guys, uh, parents and the fans. You guys are amazing for being there. Thank you for supporting us. You do, a, you do an incredible job at supporting us. We are so happy that you're there to cheer us on um, and that, you, you know, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your siblings, we are so excited that everybody comes to watch us. Like, it's, that's amazing. Please, for the love of God, don't walk around the event while a routine is in process and progress. It's rude. It's rude to the team that's competing. It's rude to the other fans that are watching. You're likely walking in front of someone else's parent who's seeing their kid on the on the floor, and it's obnoxious. There was there were cheerleaders from the hosting school that were tr- that were telling people to hold back and. P- Parents and grandparents were like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm just going right here." And then walking straight across, it's just flat out rude. Cut it out and stop it. Be respectful of other teams. You're an adult, and if you're not an adult, if you're a kid, and and you're you know like teach your kids. Be respectful. That that was a, that's a really big pet peeve of mine. And these these poor kids that were trying to control it, they're like, "What you know?" Just because they're a kid, you're not listening to them. That's not fair. Um, you know, nobody's walking on the cheer mat. That, would Thank God um, that was blocked off that way. But, you know, be mindful. Other people are watching, and you may not want to sit and watch the whole thing, but be respectful to when a team is off the mat and go in between. There's enough time in between to get away and get off instead of just plowing your way through to get to where you want to go. Rant over. <laughs> Cheerleaders, when you're on the mat and stunts coming down, whether you're flyer a base or back, um, or a tumbler even fight for it don't give up things are going to wobble a little bit so often we get there and we're like nope can't do it fight for it pull yourself in get yourself tight try to stick it you know sometimes it's not going to work and if you're flan flannel flailing <laughs> good language flailing all over the place you you know it's it's not gonna hit but if you can pull yourself in and you really fight and get yourself as strong as you can and pull in you can hold that. You can hold a wobbly stunt up. Um, so fight for it a little bit and make those stunts hit. Um, remember, littles are always watching. There was some little kids right in front of me um, between, I don't know, like two and six. And they were just trying, you know, dancing away to the routine. They were they were into it. They were watching Everything that's happening all around you—they're always watching. Those little kids are always watching. They're soaking it all in. They want to be you. Um, so remember that, like, and take pride in that because you are a role model for someone that you don't recognize, that doesn't, that you don't even know exists. But they're watching you, and they admire you, and they want to be you. So bring the bring pride to yourself, and and uh, show respect for yourself, so that you teach them that. And that they keep learning from you and keep modeling your good behavior and your, not good behavior, but your, well, good behavior, yes, but your, um, how you present yourself as a cheer athlete. It makes me tear up a little bit. I think it's amazing to watch the kids watch, watch the littles watch. And, you know, you think of it like high, in high school, we used to do, uh, clinics for the youth athletes. The, so my high school children used to do it for the youth athletes and, how excited they would be to come and see the, all these, you know, these older kids and they're not that much older than them, you know, five, maybe six years, but they, they, are, they admire them. They want to be that athlete down the road. Um, and it's it's amazing. You're always a role model for somebody else, even if you don't know it. Um, uh, saying that came to my mind, you know, just as in cheerleading, uh, in life, sometimes you're going to fall, you're going to fail, but you got to keep up and you got to keep going. Move forward, take the next step, move to the next transition and, you know, take a breath and get yourself back in the game because there's always going to be ups and downs and uh, things are not always going to go perfect. But when you get back up and you try again it's the process and the and the progress and the steps that we take that is the, the joyful part of life it's not the outcome because there's always going to be a new outcome and there's always going to be a new goal but that progress and you keep plugging forward that's that's what life is all about um if you have an injury uh not, the general recommendations is you know put ice on it right away there's some controversy in there I'm not. Uh, I, I've got to look into that more. And this is exactly what I tell my patients. Um, there's some some evidence to show that you know it's better not to ice right away because that's when you bring in all the good healing immunities and the things that help to fix all the uh, injuries and and all that. Ice is meant to help control swelling. Swelling is important as to bring in all that stuff, but then we want to get rid of swelling. Ice is excellent for managing that acute pain that happens right after an injury. It can kind of quiet that down and help you to be able to get on. If you're using ice and it's in the melted and it's melted, um, it's been on too long, take it off. Go get a new bag of ice, but give yourself a few minutes in between. You don't want to have ice on for more, like 10 to 20 minutes is max. Um, that's enough time for that inflammation and that, to decrease, for that pain to subside. You're, you might want to do it 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, but you need to give yourself a break. Otherwise, you actually have reverse effects and things will get more irritated. So if that ice is melted and you're just hanging, holding onto it, take it off, throw it out. Give yourself 20 minutes. Go get another bag. Recycle a bag if you can. It's better for the environment. Preach. Um, um, let's see. Uh, the uniforms. Uh, like... I'm liking. I'm really digging the trends of shorts uh, and our tops. Like I think that's a definite much more athletic look. I mean, I grew up in long skirt time, you know, right down to our knees. I coached. I wanted my kids to have half shirts because that was the that was the trend at that time. Um, I like a little bling on the uniforms, but not too much bling because but I really like this trend of the, the shorts and I, uh, crop tops are not like, I think they're probably easier to move in. You know, we don't see a whole lot of athletes out on fields with sports, sport bras on. So we don't need to do that either. There was some really creative uniforms that, um, or, or clean or, um, they, they brought the sparkle and, um, they were just a little bit different. And I think that's really cool. Like a lot of times we all look the same, that's good. That's part of the process. Uh, that's part of what cheerleading is. Um, but those ones uh, that stand out are, are really cool. Like the different color. Maybe it's just a little bit different of a color. You don't have to have wear your school colors. Um, but that sparkle in it is is really fun and cool. And I did notice. Um, you know, I, I paid attention to all the different uniforms um, and uh, some of some of them really very fun. Different colors and all that stuff. My encouragement to coaches is, you know, remember, they're athletes. They have to tumble. They have to stunt. Like, we're not out there to look like a runway show. We are out there to do a sporting event. So make sure they're functional for the athletes. And I I didn't see any that weren't. But um, that's just something as you're starting to look at your uniforms next year, remember to think about. Um, Bring your feet together, not your knees together. When, I think I talked about this a little bit in the beginning, you know, when you're, if you're a flyer, you don't want to think about, or actually this is flyers and when jumps, um, when you're going down into like that load in position, or if you're about to prep for a jump, we want to work on strengthening our legs so that our knees don't just dump into the middle with our feet wide apart. If you're a flyer and your feet are out and your knees are in, uh, we call that a W sit in uh, physical therapy if you're a kid and you're sitting that way. That will, that puts a big strain on your knees, number one. Uh, number two, if you're a base and you're holding that flyer, their feet are going to go out as they go up and that's going to push you apart, which makes it harder to drive into center and hold that stunt. So think about having, and you have to train this, you have to train it when you're working your load-ins, but as well as, you know, when you're doing your squats after practice um, that you load in with your feet together your, or your feet, and your knees in line with each other so as best you can um to to maintain that i call it um cent- we call it centrated that your knees your hips and your feet are all in one line as well as you know that you're getting your body weight your center mass is right over the center and if you can do that that's going to keep everything together and make it that much easier to put up a stunt it's going to be better when you're landing your jumps those patella straps will go away when you strengthen your muscles, so that your don't, knees don't just dump in. Um, there's a lot of tricks to do that. I don't. I will sometimes give some manual cues on the outside of a knee that's doing that to make sure that you're either pulling away and learning to pull away, or that you're able to, you know, activate and use that muscle on the outside of your leg. People sometimes we use bands around their knees. Um, I don't particularly love them anymore, but that is a is a great way to kind of just cue those muscles to work in the the position that you need to uh, train them in and the last uh, big thing I saw that was that's different than uh, when I was coaching it's a new division uh, at least in Massachusetts is the game day division it was so fun Um, the difference if you if you don't have a game day division the difference that I could tell and please if you're listening to this and you're and i've got something wrong please reach out and just let me know because i'm learning as i go with the new with the new stuff um so game day doesn't do necessarily the flash of the music and the rapid transitions it's like we want to present at a game that you want to see a clean stunt that is that is crowd oriented that is that are you know you can ripple up ripple down um show your transitions still they're still doing advanced level stunts it's just not as fast as you see on a comp on a um the more traditional competition routine um we we divide it as varsity and game day i think game day chillers should be getting a varsity letter also so you know i don't love the wording on that but it is what it is Um, you know so you have a the the floor routines are you know they're they're moving there's a lot of choreography there's a lot of moving pieces and parts and everything is all over the place and how fast can we get there and how much can we throw up and how much can we put in and um you know can we make lots of transitions up transitions down whereas game day is more kind of like traditional uh that you are loading your stunts in you are leading the crowd you're using signs you're using your palms and people really incorporated the actual game day music into their routines. They, they they would have cueing in the, you know, you're on offense, you're on defense, do this cheer. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then I, I just loved some of the music because it brought me back to being on the sidelines and, you know, um, and they did creative dances with that. And I, and I think that's a really fun division because it shows the athleticism and it shows, it, it, it maintains our roots At the same time as progressing with our uh, future as a sport, Um, because personally, I think it's okay to cheer for a game and to be on a competition floor. I think we should be able to do both if we want to. Um, But that's how I grew up. So um, I see no reason why we can't cheer for another team at the same time as doing our own thing. The difficulty comes in finding the time to do that. That reminds me back to the beginning. We have to watch out for our time. We have to listen. We have to schedule ourselves. We have to pay attention. As I mentioned in the beginning on Wednesday, I did a live live virtual workshop um, for strength and flexibility for cheerleaders. Um, and um, it, I think it went really well. I'm, I'm very excited because it's it's really it's a passion project for me to help cheerleaders learn how to uh, what exercises they need to do how to incorporate them into their uh, life outside of practice because it's important to do the work outside of practice so that you can practice and focus your practice on cheerleading Um, and so I I thank everybody that showed up if you missed it and you're interested there is a replay um, that will be available on my website and I'll have that link below Um, and you know Check it out, uh, and if you have questions, let me know. If you want to learn more about strength and conditioning for your tier athletes, reach out. That information is also on that website, and um, I look forward to helping you there. Uh, it was great to be back at a cheer competition. Um, yeah, I don't I'm not ready to go back and be there all the time. I don't want to be coaching anymore. This is, you know, I think the coaches right now are amazing. And they're and the ones that have done this for a long time. Shout out again. You guys are are amazing for staying with it, for having that longevity and for continuing to go um, to go and grow your teams along as things have kept going. Um, it's very cool to see the way our sport is transitioning um, and we just got to keep it going. So keep your routine, routines clean. I hope those 25 uh, tips of mine are helpful. Uh, Leave me a comment and let me know or send me an email and let me know what your favorite uh, tip was or one that you're struggling with. Um, And let's make that be better. Um, And, you know, know that I support you and encourage you. um, And I'm cheering for you. If you're competing going forward, uh, if you hear this before regional is in Massachusetts, then uh, go crush it on the mat. And if you're competing in the future, I'm sending you all good luck, lots of um, clean routines, lots of excitement and fun. Um, Enjoy the process, laugh along the way, sing those songs and have a great ride. Don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out, take life one step at a time. And as my friend Drew Kelleher used to say, you're responsible for your own butts. Go get the day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Cheer Athletes. If you enjoyed it, please remember to like, share, and review because when you do that, it reaches more people. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. I look forward to having an ongoing discussion. To access our free guides for the, from the Cheer PT, we have a Healthy Day 7-Day Cheerleading Challenge and a uh, Healthy Fit Cheer which will help you improve your jumps and your tumbling and then the 10 top ways to prevent cheerleading injuries along with our concussions, uh, our concussion interview series. Any of these free guides you can find available in the links below. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can always reach us at www.movebetterllc.com. Have a great day, live life without deductions, and keep cheering.